You work pretty hard to get someone to subscribe to your email list. But do you have a plan in place to keep them engaged after they get that first email? It's all about having the right series of welcome emails. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Rain Ball. And today, we're going to talk about email, and specifically about welcoming new people to your email list. And I am delighted to have Monica Snyder as my guest today. She's a business and marketing strategist who helps entrepreneurs, experts, and authors systematize their customer experience and build relationships and generate revenue. Monica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I am excited as well because we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is email marketing, but very specifically about how do you welcome somebody when they join your list? Yes, that is the starting point of the relationship. So you want to make sure to do it right. Okay. So you've got my attention. I have signed up for your list. How do you do it right? How do you make me feel like I'm in the right place and I should hang out with you regularly? Absolutely. So the first thing is that I signed up to your list probably because you offered me a free gift in exchange, right? The lead magnet, the opt-in gift, this has different names and people say it differently, but that free gift when engineered correctly should solve an immediate problem. So that would be the first thing is that you need to have a opt-in gift that solves a problem. And I think that what I see a lot of people doing is creating these, you know, 87 page eBooks that are really broad and don't solve a specific problem. You know, one of the things about the 87 page ebook, because I did that at one point and then I realized nobody is going to read it and I'm sort of giving away everything at once. I can have a lot more value if, like you said, you pick a specific problem, five pages, and then you've got 20 different eBooks that you can produce that will solve individual problems and give people more reasons to come back. Exactly. And I think that people don't really understand that. So take your 87 page ebook, exactly like what you said, and break it down into specific problems for them to solve once they get on your email list. And then if you did create that book right there is a great follow up sequence. Uh, Just give them the others over time. I love that idea of having very specific campaigns that you send over time and really tying it to you signed up for this opt-in or you signed up for this opt-in. So I want to give you more of what you're really looking for. Yes, because at the beginning of any relationship, online or offline, you're always kind of thinking, you know, is this person going to give me what I want? And, you know, people are really selfish. We don't really say that a lot outwardly, but we're always thinking, you know, what's in it for me? Or um, even if you are not so selfish and you're trying to help the other person, you still want to help them solve a specific problem. So if you have a great opt-in that solves one problem, then you're set up perfectly for my favorite three-part welcome email series. Tell me about your three-part welcome email series. Absolutely. So the first email just delivers that gift and gives them a little bit of background about you. So what I see people doing too is that they go on and on about themselves. But again, at the beginning of any relationship, like if you were to meet somebody at a party, you know, their eyes start to glaze over if you talk about yourself too much, right? So Mm -hmm. don't do that in your email either. (laughs) They start looking for the door. 
Exactly. So you don't want people to start looking for the door. So what I like to do is, you know, hey, so glad you signed up. Here's that gift that you wanted. Before I give you the link, let me just tell you three sentences about myself. I mean, I don't say three sentences in the email. I say, you know, before I do this, I want to let you know that I got into email marketing because I found that it was the best way to automate my business so that I could free up my time and spend more time with my children. Here's that link so that you can do the same. And so you see how I'm like talking about myself, but in a way that is really focused on them. You've given them three facts about you, but three facts that they could relate to or internalize and go, yeah, that I'm interested in that. Exactly. And you always want to find, you always want to be the guide to your reader, um, not not the person who tells them everything, but that guides them to the right solution. And then after that email, this is my like secret trick. I've used this so well for so many things is that I schedule a second email to send out two and a half hours later that says, hey, were you able to get the value from my free gift? Like, did you open it? Did you use it? Let me know what you thought. And hit reply to let me know that you got it to make sure that I send it to the right place. Oh my goodness. I've never thought about, I do follow-up emails, you know, but I always schedule them, you know, two, three days to give them a chance to read it. I never thought about going that quickly when they're still sort of in the mode. They're excited that they signed up for this thing. Yes, exactly. So they're still in that mindset and you're still fresh in their brain. And so that immediate follow-up just lets them know like, hey, I'm really paying attention. And I always ask them to hit reply. My email address is always able to be replied to. And so they hit reply and I ask them to tell me things. And I have to tell you, these emails have helped me close thousands of dollars in revenue. It's helped me find copy to talk about. It's helped me find products to create because people write back and they tell me their problems. (laughs) And so I solve them. I totally am going to go into all of my auto response forms and start making changes this afternoon. This is such a brilliant idea because two or three days later, people have forgotten yes. what they what they wanted, why they opted in. And you even get some people who at that point start opting out going, I never signed up for your list. And you're like, really? You, you just filled out this form, but they've got it and they've forgotten you. Yes. And then the other thing it does is, um, and this is why it's even super stealthy, is that it signals all of the email, you know, bots in the world that you're a real human because somebody hit reply and you started a conversation, right? So your deliverability um, gets signaled that like, hey, you're a good deliverer of email and you are a good person to be sending email. And so across the board, it helps increase your deliverability. That makes so much sense because so often when you're using these automatic tools, you run the risk of ending up in somebody's spam folder. And this really, really will be so helpful for all of your campaigns. Yes. Number one made sense. Number two, I'm excited. What's the third email? The third email is just the reply that you send back to them. So if they reply to you, then you reply back. And you don't have to reply back if you have a huge influx of lists. Like I actually have somebody that they get around 2,500 people a day signing up their list through an assessment. Um, And so they have their assistant respond back. So it depends on, you know, the scale of your email list, but most people don't have that problem. Any of my listeners, because we tend to be smaller businesses, any of my listeners who are sitting here thinking, oh my God, 2,500 responses I'd be happy if I had a 2,500 you know, person email list in general, but on a matter of scale, that's still, that's so awesome. You know, one of the things that I do to kind of help manage that is I have two email addresses and 
you know, one is just Lorraine and the other is Lorraine Ball. And the reply for all of these different messages goes to that Lorraine Ball account, which I can share with somebody else. I can respond very quickly, but I also can keep it out of my primary workflow. Yes. And then you can, you know, eventually when you scale and need help managing your support tickets and things like that, that can be your email address that it replies to. Absolutely. Yeah. My assistant definitely helps manage the chaos there, but it really works and it still feels personal. You know, they don't feel like they're replying to admin at Roundpeck. You know, it, it, exactly. it has your name. So Monica, this is a brilliant strategy. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it's so easy to implement. So you can get it done in like 30 minutes. (laughs) Guess what I'm doing in the next 30 minutes. Wonderful. (laughs) I'm really going to encourage everyone, if they've enjoyed today's program, be sure you check out monicasnyder.com. There are so many great resources and there'll be a link in the show notes to a specific resource on email open rates, but definitely browse around and look at all the things that Monica has to say. I really appreciate you joining me for the show today, Monica. I appreciate being here. Thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you would like to find other resources for your business, be sure to hop over to the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolboxin.com. Look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts.